Alright, let's try this out. The hell did you give me? Chocolate salmon shake. I thought you were kidding. Are we actually recording? Yes. How is your chocolate salmon shake? That's incredible. Tastes like malted milk. Yeah. So, uh, huh. and that is completely keto and carb friendly. Really? Yes. That is fantastic. So, I'm going to give a, a little shout out to a friend of ours, Matt Keith. Oh. Hey, hey Matt. Uh, so, we're over at his house the other day, and he's got this big jar of this protein powder stuff, but it, okay. says, it says MRE Light on it. And I'm like, I've never seen this one before. And mm -hmm. I, 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 I like protein shakes and stuff. So, uh, he's like, dude, he goes, it's totally keto friendly. And I look at it, and sure enough, it's like no carbs in it, no hmm. sugar. I'm like, hmm. So, uh, bought it on Amazon. It's cheap enough. Yeah. And uh, it's apparently <clears throat> uh, mostly salmon and chicken protein powder. Interesting. So, it's mostly powdered salmon and cocoa powder and stuff. And there's different flavors. You got snickered. This is the chocolate fudge brownie. I was going to say, this tastes straight up like a malted milk ball to me. And I love those things. They got snickerdoodles. They have uh, all sorts of... Now, this is... With, I just made it with regular milk, but you can make it with uh, almond milk. And this, like... Frozen into like an ice cream would be awesome. Man, you're onto something. I might have to do that. We have access to an ice cream machine. We do. A big one too. So I, I mean, this is the third hmm. one I've had today. I probably shouldn't be drinking this much of it because I think <laughs> I've, I think I've now officially had 300 times my daily intake of protein. But nice, nice. Well, you okay. want do you want to continue talking about bodybuilding stuff, or do you want to uh, talk about uh, trucks or four by fours or something? It's still bodybuilding. We can relate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it, man. It's time to hit the trail, lock in those hubs, and throw it into low range. Because you are listening to Wheel It with Keith and Johnny Orange. They're here to talk about 4x4s, trucks, and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors, Buckle up. Here's your hosts, Keith and Johnny Orange. This is really good. <laughs> are, we, are we still going? Oh, yeah, we're still going. I didn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> this is really good. You're still going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cheap enough. It's like 28 bucks for a gallon of it or whatever. So, anyways, all right. Just before the show, you were saying that you had an idea about uh, doing some sort of... Uh, oh, yeah. A, a hypothetical. A hypothetical for yeah. me or for us or what? What, what? what do you... Well, we can go back and forth with it a okay. bit. Okay. What, what's, uh, what's your hypothetical? So we got into a conversation at work the other day, a couple days ago there, about, you know, your hypothetical, you win the lottery, what are you building or what are you buying? Okay. Like, so, okay, so strictly I, speaking, vehicles here. You can buy a brand new whatever you want or fully restored whatever you want. Uh, we're going to keep this 4x4 four four only. Okay. You get to pick one vehicle, and then however you're going to outfit it. All right. So what are my parameters? How much did I win the lottery for? Enough that you could build anything you wanted. So I hit the Mega Millions or something. Sure. All right. Um, $500 million. Oh, jeez. After taxes. <laughs> after taxes. And after you share some with me. <laughs> after, okay. All right. And... Uh, the oh wow um and so <laughs> that was kind of where i do went. i have to spend it all on the vehicle no no, no 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 okay no. all right no i mean you could go down by a little jeep cherokee from the guy down the road for 500 bucks and call it done 
or you could i don't know buy your one of whatever in the world you could buy the prototype of the cyber truck and then turn it into a diesel with axles from an mrap oh man um okay so you know that's a really interesting question i do like this question because my idea of a dream vehicle continues to change all the time Mm. um I am becoming more and more drawn to utility type overlanders. So, I mean, yeah, it'd be it'd be a simple answer to go out and say I'm going to buy an Earth Roamer or something, okay? But I I don't know that that's the route that I'd want to go. Yeah. I'm not I'm not sure. So, it changes every day. I, I think it'd be more fun for me to at least answer this. Like, how would I build something? We'll, we'll go with this, too, just because you got the whole family thing. This is a you, your personal vehicle. So we're going to take any of the family, anybody else, doesn't matter. This is what you want to build. Well, You for you. you me for me. And um, and whether you want to build it or have it built is irrelevant. But but I want to build it. I want to just okay. say I'm going to go out. That's what I'm saying. To go yeah. out and just say... I'm going to plunk down half a million dollars on an off-road earth roamer, or I'm going to go, or more if you go like the big XV we talked yeah. about before for 2.5. Um, so that's the lazy man's out, you know, or to go say, I'm going to go get a Carlman King, as we talked about way in the early days of this episode. Yeah, where, episode or this, four. Or this issue. I, issue, I only know podcast. that. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I was talking to someone about that yesterday, okay. <laughs> and I actually shared him the link to the episode. Hope you listen, Kyle, and I hope you keep listening to the show. So. All right. So, um, all right. I think personally, right now, uh, I would probably, well, okay, all right, you know, because obviously we, we have to set our own personal parameters. We have to think about this a little bit. And I got to put some reality to the situation in my mind because okay. uh, my quote unquote dream vehicle as of today would fit my lifestyle as of today, which includes my job. Mm-hmm. So I would end up building something to drive daily to my job. But the reality is if I win $500 million, I'm quitting my job that I have now. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I'd still, I love where I work. In fact, I even posted on uh, wheel and a link to it's blue star demolition. I've never I said I it. That, I've yeah. never said it before, but we're hiring $18 <clears throat> an hour Excuse me. Uh, in Michigan. Um, you know, you, and, and really, you don't have to have any requirement. We train you. So uh, if it's something that somebody's interested in working with me, working in demolition trades, um, you know, that's my day job. A great company to work for. I love working for them. So uh, shout out to Blue Star. But, um, and, and I, and so let's say I won this half million dollars, or half, 500 million. half a billion dollars. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we can make it 10 million if that makes it easier. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> the number doesn't matter. You're just moving zeros. Yeah. The, so. I, I, I could I could answer it with I would build something for my my job that I would drive every day and I have one way of answering that and but knowing that I'd like leave Blue Star and I would probably you know like I said I, I would I couple weeks notice or what I finish out the project I'm on you mm. know I'm not gonna just be like oh I'm gone you know I got money <laughs> you know I'd be like yeah. all right well let's finish out the season or whatever and then you know thinking from that way I would say I would have to say I'm gonna build something that is going to fit my new lifestyle that you know I'm not necessarily gonna be lifestyles of the rich and famous uh balling you know going out there and 
you know, buying a McMansion and, you know, I, I'd, I'd upgrade house. Mm-hmm. I would do that. I, I might move to... We're, we're going strictly vehicle. No, no. Anything else? Well, here's what I'm okay. saying. You got okay. to yeah, think this way. So it's like, okay. You're going way deeper into this than we... Well, here's the deal, <laughs> though. Well, you, yeah. you wanted to do this. Yeah, yeah. You wanted to do this. <laughs> so for me to say something like, oh, I'm going to build this crazy rat rod, knowing full well that I'm probably now going to live in maybe a Oceanside house in... Hawaii or Florida or something like that. At least you didn't say California. So. Uh, yeah, no, most likely not. <laughs> no. Um, so I'm going to live in this. I'm going to, you know, is it going to be a toy? Is it going to be my daily driver? Is it going to be whatever? I'm going to, something to match. So I got to say, oh, man, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. Probably... Um, because I still am kind of a humble dude. I, I, I probably got to say it'd be very similar to what my work vehicle would be, but I would... Now, is this for off-roading, or is this just any 4x4? Four four? It's got to be 4x4. Four four. That was the only real restriction that we, we put on this in our conversation. I think... So, my what probably my favorite trucks I've had of all time for, quote-unquote, trucks... Um, not SUVs, although the one kind of is the 60 to 66 Chevy and GMC trucks. <laughs> love them. I love the lines of them. Very crisp lines. Uh, it's Chevy's first full size truck, wider body. I I'm six foot two. I fit in those trucks a little bit better than I do in the earlier trucks. Um, and I love my old stuff. Now I had a 64 Chevy panel truck that was two wheel drive. Uh, you could get from the factory four-wheel drive in those. They're kind of rare. Uh, so, you know, what I've kind of always thought would be super cool, and this would be, like I said, a modification of what I would maybe do for work. Look for a 60 to 66, probably even more specifically a 64 to 66 Chevy or GMC panel truck. Long wheelbase, one-ton one. So you know what the panel trucks are, right? Where it's yeah. all sides. Then from that point, I would take and have rear doors fabricated on the side. Because they were two doors in the front, and then you had their bound doors in the back. Mm. I'd have two more doors added to it, and then windows in the back to make a four-door 63 to 66 Suburban. Mm. They... Never made, uh, they made Suburbans back then, but they were two-door short wheelbase. So essentially yeah. making a long wheelbase, like it'd be the same dimensions as a modern Suburban. Then what I would probably do is go pretty similar to a modern Suburban interior. Probably not leather, maybe, as long as I had heated and cooled seats and all mm-hmm. that. But I'd go modern amenities and stuff on the inside. But then I'd power this thing by a nice, simple, like, 12-valve Cummins. I like it. Hooked to... Probably a G56 six-speed manual. Definitely at that point got to go to an ORD doubler um, from uh, you know our friend Stephen Watson, Off-Road Design, yeah. uh, who we've had on the show twice now. And uh, you know I've always wanted one of his ORD doublers, and I tell you what, I'd, I'd, I'd have to put one of those in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would then probably put it on um, co- new coil spring Super Duty axles. So I got the Dana 60 and then, you know, the the big uh, Sterling or whatever I decided to put in the back. Um, probably somewhere around a 
three to four inch left, real, real minor with some taller, narrower tires. So maybe go to like a 37, 12, 50 or a 40, uh, 13, 50, um, you know, not real wide. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to go with like twenties or 24s. I'm not that kind of stuff. I would, I'd want to keep it. I'd almost hate big rims to me. Exactly. (laughs) To me, I'd probably even go with steel rims with original style hubcaps. I'd want to, if you can picture this truck, I'd want to, it basically, I love phantoms, you know, vehicles mm-hmm. that never existed but could have. Yeah. So I'm thinking four-door Suburban that's been mildly and tastefully updated that kind of has that Napco look to it. Mm. But like I said, it's still got, you got the coil springs in the front yeah. now. And so it's not a hardcore off-road vehicle, but it's a vehicle that you can feel comfortable driving that thing to a fancy restaurant. Yeah. Pulling in and, you know, real classy, nice paint. I'm not talking rat rod at this point. I'm talking like maybe maybe that kind of like ocean blue or, or a teal or something. Maybe a, a, a metallic gun, metallic silver or something. Something where you can pull in and um, maybe that's even something else. The interior, do the interior with like a, maybe some real deep, uh, almost like the uh, Longhorn Edition um, and the uh, King Ranch Edition dark saddle leather oh, on the yeah. inside. Yeah, I didn't think of that. With some wood accents on the ceiling and yeah. stuff. You know, do like the long wood <coughs> mahogany strips, yeah, almost like, like a classic boat on the inside. That stuff really sticks to your mouth. Uh, basically, have you seen the treatment where they build the, the four-door power wagons, the vintage power wagons, they build them as four-doors, and then they, they do the same thing with the vintage carryalls? I don't think I have seen that, no. Um, not uh, much. If I have, it's not registered. I think they're awesome. They're beautiful. I, I, I love them. But they're such narrow vehicles, and I'm such a big guy, that I, I just think I'd be more comfortable in that Chevy GMC. So yeah. to me, so let me do that. But then someone uh, camping for the weekend or exploring the backcountry with the family or just myself, like you said, something yeah. I could fold the seat down in the back, I can throw a sleeping bag in there, and I mean, chances are, if I'm worth a half a billion dollars, I'm not staying in a hotel <laughs> or a tent, or I mean, not staying in a tent anymore, but like I yeah. said, I'm not a big tent camper guy, but I think Well, that's, that's why you have your earth rower. Well, yeah, there you go. I have multiple vehicles. I <laughs> oh, mean, yeah, yeah. The, the right answer for me would be multiple vehicles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, we're, we were just talking the one hypothetical yeah. here. But right there, I mean, that to me, I've that's a build that I have thought about, um... For years. I, I love the 63, 66, 64 to 66 um, Chevy and GMC uh, panel trucks uh, and trucks, uh, the Suburbans. I love that style. Yeah. Um, the, the the biggest difference is the front doors are wider on the l- last half of the early 60s models mm. there. So it's a little more comfortable getting in and out. And I just think that, you know, there was a company back in the day called Stageway. Um, and a okay. called Arm Brewster, and they did make four door Suburbans out of the panel trucks. Nice. Uh, if there's one still in existence out there, I don't know where it's at. I saw pictures of an old rusty one once. Nice. So uh, I think you'd have to make your own. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. So, you know, if I got to hire this out, you're talking extensive metal work. Oh, you're, yeah. you're talking, you know, you're probably talking 50, so 60. Whether you're, whether you're doing it or whether it's being yeah. done, that's that's irrelevant. It's what you want. I, I whatever you want. <laughs> I could easily see, you know, you'd be spending sixty, seventy thousand dollars in metal work. You'd be spending maybe just as much in interior work. Uh, obviously, I'm not just going to throw some greasy junkyard twelve valve Cummins in there. I'm going to buy a completely remanufactured or mm. brand new one if they still make them. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm still going to stick with my manual. I like my manuals, mm-hmm. uh, and 
I just think that that combination would just be so slick and it would just be, it'd be a beautiful looking truck. It had that classic vintage lines, but yet it's still got enough interior room where you're not cramped like in the really vintage stuff where yeah. you have the tiny cabs and all that. So it's about as old as you can go. Uh, I mean, Ford had wider trucks back in 57, 58. Uh, and that, that's another way you could go with it. I've thought about doing the same thing with using a 57, 58 Ford panel truck and extending <laughs> it. Um, didn't you start, or you had one of those at one point in time, didn't you? Uh, not a 57, I, thought, 50, I had a, I had a 48 Ford panel <coughs> truck and I had, I remember that. Yeah. Though. And I had a 64 Chevy panel truck. Okay. Those are the two panel There's trucks. One of them I remember seeing then at the old house. Yeah. One the, of the old ones. The Ford had, the Ford never ran. I got it. Ah. It had a, a 383 Chrysler in it that didn't run. Hmm. Um, but the 64 Chevy panel truck, I drove, or that, I'm sorry. I keep saying 64. My, my C10 was a 64. The panel truck was a 66 the last year, that body style. Nice. Uh, I had a 230 straight six, three-speed manual on the floor, and I drove that thing for thousands and thousands of miles. And it was such a reliable, it was so rusty, but it was such a reliable vehicle. Yeah. Uh, in fact, there you go. Listeners, I am still somewhat looking for a, and like I said, I would go all the way back to a 60, but I'd really prefer another 64 to 66 Chevy or GMC Um one ton because mine was the half ton short wheelbase which was really cool uh but i think i want to go with the long wheelbase this time i think i i'm not saying i would snuff a short wheelbase <laughs> um but uh if somebody's got one out there um i'm just not looking to get into a complete rust bucket on this thing yeah and i'm not looking to buy somebody's completed project so if somebody's got one where they're like yeah maybe two grand or something and it's a clean body but it's not you know no running gear or whatever i might be interested because you know reach out somehow i i I'd really want to do another one of those someday. That'd be cool. Or do one, because I, I drove one every day. But Yeah. So, John, I mean, I here I am talking. Um, <clears throat> as I do a lot, I'm a talker. I know you're over there yeah. enjoying your salmon shake. but um... Oh, that, that was delicious. It, it, <laughs> it kind of lingers for a bit after, and I, I apologize. I keep clearing. I think that's the artificial <clears throat> sweeteners or the milk or whatever. Yeah, that I put that's it. usually milk will do that to me. I want to make it with almond milk next time. But, that could uh, be good. Yeah, I don't a, want to know how you get the almond. Almond milk, normally, but. almond milk normally tastes like kerosene to me, but I think that's huh. got enough flavor in it that it might cover that. It, it could, it could, or it uh, could really emphasize the uh, the salmonness of it. Ooh, I don't no. really get that. I don't really get any of those notes. It's no, fantastic. It's kind of weird. Um, yeah. So tell me, uh, what would you build with? A, do you have this all written down? You got notes? No, or I mean we we started snowballing the idea at work there, and then customers came in, and we had to get you know get back to work. So. Okay. Uh, no, I would definitely start out with uh, probably four-door Wrangler was where I was going with the whole thing. Uh, I would definitely do like that saddle leather seat. I had not thought of that the other night. Uh, first and foremost, two things to do. If there's plastic on the outside, it's gone. Okay. I hate the plastic fenders or flares that they have on those. That would be made into metal. Probably, I don't know, maybe five, six inch, something like a nice solid long arm lift kit on the thing. I I'm in between on the axles. I love the idea of going with like those the Rock Jack or the Dana Track sixties. Dana Track sixties? I take right? back my last one. Instead of going Super Duty <clears throat> axles, I want to go Dyna Track sixties. Yeah, I'm thinking those. And I don't remember if those portal boxes, if they make them for those or not. But I would definitely do the portal boxes if they're available for those axles. Man, I can't believe you meant uh, that you just brought that up because I was originally when you posed the question, I was thinking about doing the <laughs> axle tech portals or yeah, something. And yeah, I, that would be cool. I completely yeah. just out my mind. But yeah, um, I, I think that'd be a really cool way to do it too. Yeah, driveline wise, absolutely rip out the engine and the transmission. 
I, I want to do a diesel engine. I'd love to do a 12 valve, but I wouldn't mind. I mean, if the money's no object situation here, maybe one of the new modern diesels. Just ones that runs a little smoother, a little quieter. That's um, a big thing for me, too. Yeah. And that's what I mean, I've I love about. the old ones, but if I'm going to be dumping this much custom money into something like that, then I, I might just step it up just a little bit. I I would say, in, in my Suburban idea that I was talking about, um, obviously it would fit. The the new Duramaxes are getting pretty respectable. I, uh, I think I'd go with a Cummins still. Would you? Yeah, just I, I like to keep it all the same family, so to speak. Okay. Um, I definitely, at least a five-speed manual, like one of the, the Tremec 4050s. I think those are five speeds, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, something along those lines, again, newer, more updated, stupid, strong transmission. I hadn't really thought of the transfer case. I mean, I don't know what options I'd have coming out of that, you know, to go to the axles at that point. Uh, I mean, obviously, it would be something big and beefy, of course. <laughs> I I really like the idea of doublers because yeah. uh, you can do a standard transfer case with a standard low range. Because, you know, when you're in something like even when we were on Ultimate Adventure, Chad and I, and we had the Rubicon 4-1 transfer case, there was a few times where you needed that mid-range gear. Yeah. Now, with a manual, it's a little easier to put it in third gear, four low, and you can go. But there's some times where you're going a little bit faster, then, and you yeah. find yourself in fourth or fifth gear in four low. It's it's kind of a, just an odd thing. The doublers really do offer... Yeah. Uh, and that on top of the portals would be sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then as far as the tires, something like 37s, I'm thinking... Uh, wheels would be determined by the portal. I don't know what size wheels I'd have to do because of the portals. I do I think you have to run 18s or 20s with them. <clears throat> Which just means I have to go to the bigger tire and maybe more lift, I guess. <laughs> oh, well, oh, I mean, I, th I think like, well, I mean, four-door Wranglers on 42s look pretty slick. Um, yeah, yeah. You run 42s I mean, on I, a 20-inch wheel you're with like some... Yeah, that lock, wouldn't look bad. Beadlock yeah. wheels or something? Oh, yeah, definitely beadlocks. Especially Absolutely if bead you go locks. to, like, the trail righties or something, you got that wide band, so the wheel doesn't look that big. All right, yeah. Yeah, you make a I always, always kind of like that, where they would do that. You know, they they had that wide beadlock on them, and yeah. now it takes away from having that just big rim look, you know? Yeah. No, on, on, uh, on top of that, uh, I mean, definitely, you know, body armor everywhere. Maybe an exo cage. Maybe not. I'd have to, you know, adjust the build as as needed with that. Okay. Uh, the biggest thing that I'd do, and I don't think a lot of people would necessarily think about this one, uh, I would rip the entirety of the dash system out. I would go completely custom dash, keep it simple with a gauge cluster, you know, nice stereo. Oh, for sure. Um, I don't know how I'd redesign for the HVAC controls. I, I haven't figured that one go out. Go with like a vintage air standalone system or yeah, something. Yeah, something, something nice and simple. It's all analog, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, the this is... I don't know where I'm going with that. I don't like the window switches in the center. They have those uh, manual crank windows, don't they? I feel stupid yeah. having to ask that yeah, question. Yeah, I think they do. I yeah. can't remember if the, the four doors are new enough to not have that I, I think you can get them with, with crank windows. Mine did not, and I hated that, having them in yeah. the middle. It was stupid. Yeah, because, I mean, if they don't have it, then they'll have it in this project. <laughs> yeah, I just have them made up. You yeah, know? and then I'd probably continue that saddle leather on the dash. You know, any of the coverings with that, wrap the steering wheel nice in triple it. stitching with, like, the white stitching or yes, something. Yes, I, I love that. I saw that on a King Ranch F-150 when I was working at the dealership. Yeah. The smell in that vehicle was heavenly. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. It was incredible. 
There's a number of people that have done the uh, King Ranch uh, upgrade into an excursion. They've taken a King, yeah. King Ranch 250, 350 interior. I found they... a set of seats on Marketplace a while back from one. How <clears throat> much, though? <laughs> like 600 bucks. That's dirt cheap. Yeah. You can flip them for like 2,500. Maybe they were more, or maybe I'm just thinking Or they were all else. ripped up or something. A lot that of could them, be. Unfortunately, um, sweat and dirt tended to really ingrain in them. Yeah. And um, even though they were very durable leather. Uh, and that, that might be some. maybe I, I would get them uh, dyed black. Because I, I prefer darker leather, and I think like a, a worn dark leather like that might look pretty sharp. Well, maybe not. I, uh, um, and it would, it would, uh, I saw the most beautiful hot rod interior that I've ever seen in my entire life. I, I remember this, uh, I want to say it was at Detroit Autorama, mm. um, and it was, a maybe a, might've been a 32 Ford Roadster or something. It wasn't, the mm. car itself was not like, it, I don't want to say belly button. It was not like a super uncommon car or anything like yeah. that, but they had done a pretty vintage build with it, and the interior was this, you know, kind of that real light tan leather, mm. uh, and it was just, it was really tastefully done, um, you know, kind of like a, I guess, not really a tuck and roll, but, you know, it had the, the vintage look to it. Yeah. And I got talking to the guy about the car, and uh, he says, touch the seat, and I touched the seat, and it was the softest leather I've ever mm. felt. And he goes, yeah, that's all doe skin leather. He did the whole thing Dude. in deer leather. And, wow. And it was, it was so, it was just, it, it, it felt like that could velour. be cool too. Yeah. And, and it's hmm. tough. It is tough. Deer, deer <coughs> leather is tough. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. Uh, so I was like, hmm, I could see doing that or something too. Hmm. I think I'm going to still stick with the saddle leather because yeah. I'm excessively hard on things and I know that'll hold up to everything I can throw at it. Oh yeah. 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 That'd I don't be... know what else I'd do. I mean, that that was pretty much all I want in a vehicle is that. I mean, that that's a lot, I realize, but I think that would be a pretty sweet build. Still pretty conservative. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to go crazy. I don't want electronics. I mean, I want a good stereo. Now you're thinking JK or JL? Because you said Ford or Wrangler, but yeah. or are you thinking about stretching a TJ or a CJ? So or I've a... always had the idea to, to bastardize a, the TJ LJ thing, yeah. and I don't think I've mentioned this officially on the podcast yet. Uh, I know I've talked to you about it. I don't remember if I mentioned it in the last couple episodes or not. Uh, so the rust is getting pretty bad on Pegasus. Yeah, you've mentioned it. Um, I'll do some pretty stupid stuff with vehicles. I'm getting uncomfortable driving it right now, and it's uh, it's a lot more concern than I've had before with this thing. Mm. I mean, a couple of the body mounts were gone or going, and now, you know, you go over a bump and you hear things crunching. Oh. Yeah, so uh, Project XJ is bumping to the back of the forefront. I'm thinking uh, my next day of work is this coming Tuesday. So I think I'm going to start clearing the garage and resetting the garage to start working out there again. Okay. Because um, <clears throat> I want that done by the end of summer. I, I want to start driving that. I want that for this winter, without a doubt. So I'm going to start on that again. And uh, I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> well, you were just saying you are going to have XJ done by uh, 2031. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that's... No, uh... no, 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 no. Um... Well, you know, you're talking about the crunch. We were talking about the four door. I'd asked you if you were going to do the four door. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So it basically what that means the TJ is going to get parked for a little bit. 
So well, what I'm maybe contemplating, and don't tell my mom this, I don't think she listens, so she won't hear this and be mad at me. <laughs> um, while it's parked for a while, maybe try to track down a wrecked LJ. And rather than fix the entire back half of the body on my TJ, because I want to cut that out anyways, maybe the next stage in the Pegasus project will be the custom four-door. Yeah, but with an LJ body on the back of a TJ like that as a four-door, that thing's going to be as long as a, <laughs> as a, a crew, truck. crew cab pickup truck. Uh-huh. Exactly. It's kind of narrow looking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. know. Four-door, long wheelbase, though. Leg room in the back seats. <laughs> uh, it'll oh, be God, interesting. That would be like a six-passenger vehicle at that point. Yeah, it would. I mean, I'm not planning to use the rear seat, but I... Wow. All right, I didn't think of that. Huh. What? I never accounted for the rear seat. I accounted for the, the driver-passenger seat and the LJ being the rear seats to the TJ. Yeah. I never accounted for the cargo space. Well, I think I think uh, with huh. it's a great build because by the time you have all that interior room, and uh, it's going to be a great place for you to live because your mom's not going to be letting you live in the house anymore. True story. And, you know, <laughs> True story. So you can just live in the back of your <laughs> extended Jeep. <laughs> that would be cool, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, so that, that one's uh, the bucket list project. Uh, I think it's doable. I think it's very, very doable. The, the only trick, obviously, being finding a wrecked LJ that'll go something I can afford. Well, you know, uh, I, I've got a, an idea for you there uh, that money-wise, you might be just as good off going to Aqualoo out of Canada and having them build you an aluminum tub to the specifications you want because they will, they will modify any of their existing designs. Really? Yeah, so uh, they make hmm. cheap four-door tubs. They make uh, Land Cruiser four-door tubs. They... Um, I didn't even think about they that. They make all sorts of interesting things. So uh, if you wanted a, a TJ, say I want a TJ or CJ or whatever you, you know, whatever J version of the Jeep you want. Yeah. Um, and tell them that you want to, uh, you know, you want it this dimensions and you want, hmm. uh, because they're, they're a custom body builder yeah. over there. And their prices are pretty reasonable, too. Well, in that case, I wonder if they could just make me what I want. Well, that's what they do. They just yeah. make, they just make you a tub, body tub. Huh. And then you'd have to, they can, I think they can make you a frame too, but you could make your own frame. The frame, I'm going to probably run just off tube steel anyways. Yeah. I mean, that that's what the uh, the entire center section is right now. There is a kit I know you can buy for these to do that with the entire rear frame section as well. Yeah. Uh, some of that's a little more questionable than I thought too. Mm. So if I do the, the long arm lift that I want to do on this thing, all those mounts, all of that pivots off the, the skid plate mount to the center section, which is already heavy duty. So I don't have to worry about any of the, the frame mount side of almost anything but the track bar. You know, you can buy a rolling like 05 to newer uh, Ford chassis with axles. Uh, super duty uh, chassis. Those are super heavy duty. Yeah. Coil springs, Dana 60 front, all this and that. Uh, you know, you could buy one of those and just use that for the body, kind of like Peterson's did years ago when they put hmm. the JK four door on the Ram uh, 2500 chassis. I don't remember that build. That's the Cummins one they did. That was the ultimate JK they did. 12 valve Cummins NV 45. I don't remember or, that. Was it a 12? It was a Cummins NV 4500 
and then they uh, they put a um, put it on a, a shortened Dodge Ram chassis. I have no memory of this build. That must have been after I stopped reading the magazine. No, this I is early. Haven't... This is real early. This is oh, that would be. This what was it. a. Um, it was like a forest green JK. I want to say it was 0708 right in there. It was right when the JKs came out. I was going to say that very easily could be because I didn't meet you until 2008. I think it was 2007, so 2008. So that would explain why I don't remember because I didn't know. Yeah. So, you know, that would be, but it's, uh, it that would be, be cool. interesting too. Yeah. You know, you do it that way. And then now, yeah. now you've got this heavy duty chassis. Uh, Ford does build one of the best chassis out there right now for hmm. strength and rust prevention. Uh, the Dodge chassis are a little thinner, and they tend to rust, and then Chevy's all IFS. So, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh, you know, back to, <laughs> that's another one you could build, uh, going back um, to your money's no object. With the new Kodiaks now, that are solid axle again, Chevy's first four-wheel drive solid axle since 09. Nice. Um, with the, you know, you go with the 4,500 through 7,500 Kodiak and super single it, you could build a heck of a... Big truck out of that. That would be sweet, yeah. Yeah, that's another one that... There's so many so many good ones you could do out there. Oh, yeah. How'd you guys get on this subject the other day? I don't even remember. (laughs) We just... God, I was... I have no idea how we got to that. No? We were just talking about something. uh, Like I said, we had a a little bit of dip of customers, or dip in customers at the moment, and I I have no idea how we got on it. Hmm. That happens a lot. <laughs> well, you know, it's yeah, it's the if you won, would you, what would you do and travel the world and and do this oh, and, without a doubt, yeah. without a doubt. There's a lot of places I want to go, a lot of things I want to see one day, hopefully, and uh, yeah, just kind of go from there. So I, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a fun exercise, you know. But you know, the thing is, it kind of told us about both each other is we still stayed pretty conservative. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it wasn't like. We're saying, oh, oh, I didn't tell you about the gold-plated uh, oh, paint I'm planning. Yeah, did I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, diamond, diamond-studded rims or anything like that. You know, that's oh, rattle can ultra black. <laughs> I mean, that's one way of doing it. Actually, I saw this paint. I, I shared a video on my personal Facebook page of it. I'm trying to remember what they call it. It's like super black. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, and the guy, it shows him painting a room. In this paint, and it, it cuts out 99% of visible light. Mm-hmm. And it shows the camera standing there. He's like, I'm going to turn this light bulb on. Click. And you see him and nothing else. And he, he laid out, like, the measurements of the room. It, it was like, I don't know, he's standing in the center six foot all the way around to the walls. But it's just him standing there. It absorbed so much of that light. It was so cool. Hey, you know, that... They do some neat stuff with that. I, I want to do my room in that. <laughs> room. I, I, my room at home. Uh, uh-huh. I, the walls are, need some paint. A little bit of patching. And uh, I would love to get a hold of that paint to do my room in that. How cool would that be? Just, I mean, you see just like a frame matted on a black background. But it looks like it's just floating. That would be so cool. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. All right. So now that we are talking about um colors and and paint and stuff like that i'm gonna come Ooh, over chameleon paint okay all right, I, I'd all right. Have to do well i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you the <laughs> background story okay and then i'm gonna come over quickly i'm gonna show you one picture and then i'm gonna have to come do the second one but anyways okay so one of our job sites now this is not my job site it's one of the other foremen that works for us say so if you want text me the pictures if you can and then we don't have to leave the mic okay well <laughs> so i'll try that okay i, I will definitely try that right now 
So they're they're going to. Uh, how the heck do I text this thing? Uh, oh, I gotta save it first. It looks like, and then. Ah. <laughs> um, Cell phones 101 with Keith and John. Yeah, Miller. yeah, yeah. I know. This is pretty bad, isn't this? Yeah, so, it's all good. All right. So let me. Let I remember me, what, like six, seven years text ago? Text or you Facebook didn't even message? Have a, uh, text. You all didn't right. even have a smartphone. You saw that, like a Nokia flip phone. Yeah, I never had a Nokia. <laughs> I had. Uh, I thought, or Motorola. Uh, yeah, Nextel. Motorola. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, anyways, they're walking in. In something. Our, our project manager is walking into this new job site that we're going to open up. And. I'm probably going to have to run over and show you this yeah, here in a second. So um, and um, he walks in, and he goes into... It's a, it's kind of an abandoned building of sorts. Mm-hmm. There's no lights. And someone had taken along the one wall, and they had punched a hole in the wall with like the head of a hammer. It's like perfect quarter size, whap, you mm-hmm. know, into the, into the drywall. And the drywall was covering an old uh, window. So there's a light beam, almost like a laser beam, kind of coming through. And you can see it kind in the darkness. Kind of creepy. Yeah. And he says, so they're standing there, and they're talking about the job site. And he keeps seeing something out of the corner of his eye. And he thought it was moving. Hmm. And he's like, he thought it was bats or something. He's trying to figure out what it is. And he's like, what the heck is going on? And he's looking, and he's looking, and he keeps seeing this thing. And he can't quite figure out what he's looking at. So he pulls out his camera. And he takes a picture, okay? And so I'm going to show you picture number one. Don't go scrolling because you'll yeah, ruin the surprise. Bro. I'm not scrolling through your Yeah, phone. no. I'm going to show you picture number one. Okay. So look at this. Okay. Is that like a mirror on top or is that a cutaway to something on the other side of the wall? Okay. Whoa. Is it the thing on the top? You're looking at uh, like a drywall wall. Okay. Okay. So anyways, so it's like he has, so he's standing there and he's got this picture and he doesn't capture what he's looking at. So he's like, okay. And then he realized he had his flash on, hmm. on his camera. Because he can still kind of see through the haze of his eyes yeah. that there's something screwy. Uh, there's something that looks like a tiny little reflection towards the top right of that picture. Like so, an eyeball from a cat or something. So he takes off the flash and takes picture number two. Okay. And... I'm gonna give you this one now. Okay. And I'll just I'll give you the phone, and then you can just keep it, and I'll I'll come back here. So. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. Do you know what you're looking at? No. You can't figure that out. It's an upside down building. It is an upside down building. That is trippy. That is the Detroit Athletic Club. Ha. Huh. And it's about half a mile away from the job site. Wow. And the light refracting. There's a whole thing coming through the atmosphere. Uh huh. And going through that tiny pinhole, and because the the way when light goes through small holes yeah. like that, it turns it upside down. That was a live image. Oh. They could see birds flying by. That was a live photographic image. That upside. is so cool. Now tell me that is not where the the story of ghosts and stuff come yeah. from. Yeah, is that that? I mean, that is literally a ghost picture of a building. That is so cool. Isn't that the weirdest thing ever? If you put a prism on that, you could rotate it. Yeah, I know. That is awesome. Yeah. And so he, they were all freaked out about it. And it's hilarious because, you know, one of the guys, uh, you know, there was a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. And he's all thinking they're trying to beam radio waves into his head. And it's like, no, dude, it's an optical thing. It's kind of like how a mirage works or whatever. Yeah. That is so cool. Never seen anything like that before, though, huh? No. That's pretty wild. 
That is, that's uh, actually the Detroit Athletic Club does some training at our our facility. Oh, really? Yeah. They, well, that's uh, their building, but that it's is upside awesome. down in this ghostly image <laughs> is so through cool. the through the light beam. Nice. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty odd deal, man. Yeah, it, sounds like it. I don't know what the actual uh, photo word would be for it, but it's it's definitely weird. Yeah. Well, you still hear you awesome. say something? Oh, no, sorry. I was just I was thinking it might be refracting. Yeah, it might be. I think that's what it is. Might be. So, anyways, I, that's uh, cool. <laughs> uh, besides your your TJ that's that's falling apart rapidly. Uh, you got any, and trying to get the XJ going, you got any other projects going on with the uh, the, the trucks, cars, anything like that? Not really vehicle projects, some gun projects. Uh, that's that's about it. Just some restorations I'm working on. Uh, I'm starting restoration on a cool old 22 that belongs to my buddy. It actually belonged to his uncle. And it, so this, uh, I'm sure we could find a way to relate this to automotive. We, we have an old uh, pistol at work. It, it was an old uh, a trade-in, something somebody didn't want anymore kind of deal. Uh, we, we put it up for sale, and I, I've made an offer on it. I, I want this thing now that I know what it is. It's an old Webley top brake revolver. Oh, that's a classic. It's cool. It's very cool. I mean, it's a project one. There's a lot of play in the cylinder, so it's kind of dangerous to, to actually fire. That's, that's a fixed. very collectible early. That's Is it British or is it American? It's British. I thought they were British, yeah. So all we knew... Uh, when it was when it was listed, we came in and we, we were able to read the serial number, uh, barely able to read the caliber. They were con- they were pretty confident it was a thirty eight. Nobody ever looked more into it. They're odd calibers, I think. It's thirty eight Smith and Wesson. Very, oh, it is very a thirty eight. Okay. Uh, it was originally based on the black powder cartridge. Okay. But it will shoot modern thirty eight Smith and Wesson. And I I found on this thing it's marked war finish. Okay. So I started doing some research. Uh, the the it's. It's almost impossible to see most of the markings on this, aside from the serial number, because somebody took a rattle can to this thing. Lovely. Yeah. But based on what markings I can see on it, what I've been able to find consulting some uh, resources online, things from 1943 in England. Oh, I, I would have thought World War One. No, they, the earlier versions of this were from then. This particular one was about then. Okay. So it's definitely a service pistol. The war finish on it, they they at the time they couldn't make them fast enough to finish them properly, so they stamped war finish on it, and basically it was either oiled or like a light bluing was all it got. Okay. It was never like a finished gun. I've I've heard about and I've read about them, and I, I want to say that it was author Ernest Hemingway um, had mentioned. Uh, on hunting expeditions, taking uh, Webley pistols as well. I, I believe I, it. I think that was. Yeah. There, uh, it's a fascinating history when you look back on it. Uh, okay. You know, and it's. That's it, top break? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. So the, the typical revolver, the cylinder comes out the side. Yeah, I've got a this, top break. Uh, yeah, the gun actually just kind of breaks in half, like yep. a break action shotgun. It's so cool. And uh, I'm hoping I can rescue this thing and restore it. It's only money. New home. The offer I've made is low, and it'll probably go for that. Okay. Um, just because it's not going to be something very desirable, especially in its current condition, unless somebody knows what it is, which, I mean, maybe one of our customers does. I is don't it know. considered fireable or? Not in its present condition, no. Okay. No. So it's we'll see what happens with it. Um, I mean, this might just end up in a display case. Uh, like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to strip all the on 
godly looking paint off it. But that's not the war finish, though, is it? No, it's it's a war finish gun. The war finish is actually engraved into the gun. But that wasn't them spray no, painting no, or, no, no, or no, something no. That, like that. That war finish, they said it was like a light bluing or bare metal and oiled. Okay. That's it. You can get um, you can get that stuff off. These guys use regular paint thinners and things like yeah, that. Yeah, it's it's gonna get it's got to get aircraft stripped. It's yeah. it's nasty paint. That's what I used on that uh, yeah. Lefevre that I restored. Yeah, that somebody had painted with black paint. Yeah, and that that's this. I mean, it's caked on there. It looks like pot metal initially, but I've seen the actual pictures of the real ones or unrestored ones, and it's that's it's that bad. There's multiple layers of paint on this thing. It's gotcha. really sad to see it, but. You know, kind of like our, our thing at the museum, you know, saving history. Bring it back. Save it, <laughs> if possible. Oh, absolutely. And it's it'll probably be a display only. I mean, it, I got to see what I can do to fix it, you know, tighten everything up. I might, if I can determine it, you know, is uh, clocked correctly, I'll fire it for sure. Cool. Yeah. So Very, very cool. Other than that, just working. <laughs> <laughs> Well, obviously, I've, I'm continuing with the barn project out there. We're up on the third floor now. And, yeah, that is awesome. I've um, seen your progress pictures. It looks, looks awesome. In the middle of building a catio, so. Uh, what? A catio. Okay. It's a patio for cats. Okay. Build one for my mom. She wants one. Ah. She's got that rescue three-legged cat, and this mm -hmm. thing is, like, always leaning up against the screen. And she wants one of those, like, Things where the cat can go out the window but not run away. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so from one of my demo sites, I got some big... Just put one of those dog run leashes out there and get her a harness for the cat. There you go. <laughs> I, well, you can't even harness... It's only got three legs. You can't harness it. It gets out like... I didn't and, think of that. <laughs> yeah, you can't even barely pick it up because it doesn't have a front leg and it's like slips right through your hands. Um, <laughs> it's horrible to laugh at, but it's really funny. <laughs> um, so... Uh, it uh, lost its leg in an accident or whatever. They don't know what happened. They found it that way with a mangled leg. So they amputated the leg, and it's the cat runs around like it's you know, she no looks problem. looks like a sweetheart cat. But, and it gets uh, along really well. I've seen her, your mom's pictures and videos yeah. down there. Well, so the, uh, you know, I got these vintage steel. They're, they're, they're almost like a laser cut, but it wouldn't have been laser back in the day. So it must have been stamped probably. Hmm. Um, panels that... I'm making into a cage. Nice. And then uh, we're going to mount it on the outside of the house. And then nice. the cat's going to have like basically a five foot by five foot little That's awesome. play area that she that can go awesome. out. That is awesome. Maybe put a bird feeder on the side of it or something. And That'd be cool. And let her sit there and watch the birds. But, Very cool. Very cool. So I'm in the middle of doing that. Yeah, it's kind of, I know, a lame project, but it is what it is, you know. It's all good. <laughs> well, man, um, you know, I had a lot of fun with your question today. That, that was, I, I, we need I, to pose that to some listeners sometimes. I, I like that. So as you guys are listening to this, tell us your dream build. Again, you know, keep the few things in mind. Uh, for the sake of this hypothetical, money's no object. You build whatever you want, as long as it's four-wheel drive, and outfit it however you want. Let's see what you guys come up with. Let us know on 4x4Talk, uh, facebook.com, slash groups, slash 4x4Talk, or just search 4x4Talk. Pull it up. Let us know what you want to do with it. Yep. We're going to get like 18 people. They're going to say, I want me a 1992 K1500 Chevy. <laughs> and I'm going to crank the torsion bars and I'm going to put some 35s on it. That's your dream and truck. And I'm going to put awesome. a stack on it and a Monster Energy drink sticker <laughs> and a Yee Yee sticker on the back of it. <laughs> hey, if that's your dream truck, that's awesome. We want to hear what you guys want to do. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> All right. Well, 
Hey, and if uh, you are interested in hearing about automotive and 4x4 history, you're going to want to check out the Museum of Off-Road Adventure in Clay Township, Michigan. Uh, we are currently open by appointment only. You can call 877-FWD-MORA, M-O-R-A, to uh, make an appointment. And we are on all of the social medias at Museum of Off-Road Adventure, uh, at least Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, most active on Facebook. We do have a Facebook group for people who are into off-road and 4x4 vehicle history called 4x4 Museum. Make sure you check that out. And, uh, you know, we always appreciate uh, you guys listening in. And if you're looking for episodes on uh, any particular subject or topic, uh, make sure to shoot us a message through something and let us know. <laughs> Absolutely. If you want to check some other bonus content. Uh, so after every recording session, we do record what we call the end of the trail, which is our after show. Uh, we do have those episodes available on Patreon. we got a bunch of them up for free right now. Everything from our first year. New content being added, uh, we'll call it every other week. It's kind of the, the new schedule with that. So be sure to check that out. Uh, it's a little bit more fun, a little bit more relaxed. I mean, you know, get ready, crack a beer with us or pop a cork and enjoy along with us. Uh, if you do like what you're listening to, whatever platform you're on, make sure you hit like and subscribe. Uh, let us know any comments you have, and we'll go from there. So with that, say thanks for listening, and have a good one, everybody. 